Well, gentlemen, how are you tonight? Excellent, excellent. Um, I've heard a lot tonight. I've heard your heart and many of you tonight. Um, brother, that was, uh, that really moved me about the tent. I, I did find out about it, and I haven't had a chance to go out there yet. But um, it's so ironic because uh, Pastor Bruce and I have been, for the last three or four weeks, uh, talking to some other pastors about bringing a tent meeting here to the spring area and then this tent emerges. So we know that it's on God's mind, obviously, that he wants us to do something there in that, in that space. Um, tonight, I uh, want to share with you uh, a little bit about what the Lord's been dealing with my own heart in. And uh, I want to ask you uh, if you're having any of the same uh, things that uh, maybe perhaps I'm feeling. You know, it's, it's been the last six months kind of maybe up and down a little bit, you know, a little dry, you know what I mean? A little rain here, a little dry there, a little rain there. Um, people are looking for answers. A lot's going on in our country right now, as Pastor Bruce alluded to. Um, the enemy is a master strategist in distraction. Um, he has uh, done that quite well, uh, especially inside of the body of Christ. I think we have kind of um, taken our focus away from things that are really kingdom-oriented, and we've kind of placed our sight on what's going on in this nation, and it's crazy. It's got us in a state of turmoil because we see things and we react to it. We see things and we comment it about, about them. And it really does, it pulls on you, right? Sure. And uh, there, there's only one way for anything to make any sense and that's when God reveals to you exactly what's happening in our country and how to address it in the spirit right. because that's where we live from, right? We live from that place and that space we call the realm of the spirit. Even though we are three-dimensional creatures, even though we do walk around in a physical body, um, we are people of the kingdom. That's who we are. We live in that space and place, right? We don't think much about it, but we should think more about it, right? And I, I guess what we, we, we the, the statement I'm going to use is God inside minded. All right. God inside minded. Um, you know, since the enemy has, has lost his ability to really move things, he needs us to move things for him, right. if that makes sense, right? Uh, he needs our, 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 our thinking processes. He needs our words. He needs our energy. He needs all that to move this thing through the physical realm. Uh, Jesus did defeat the enemy. He actually did. So what does the enemy have left to work with? Right. Suggestion. Dealing with the thought process with man. Uh, and Twisting and causing miscommunication or misinformation is a big thing that he works with. Hearing something and hearing it the wrong way, right? 
causing internal confusion inside of the body of Christ, causing upset and discomfort because of issues that we externally are trying to fix together collectively, but we haven't come to the resolve that the only way to fix anything is by going deep, not cheap. So we, we spend a lot of time in the external realm examining things in the external realm but the answer is not out there. The answer is in here. Does that make any sense to anybody? So the enemy wants to play with your mind. Everybody say, play with my mind. That's really what he wants to do. So he's always causing these, what I call diversionary strategies. That's his MO, his, his, his method of operandi. That's what he does. He's very good causing things that would break your focus. And so... Um, he doesn't want your focus on the kingdom. He doesn't want you to operate as a man operating from the spirit realm. He wants you, he wants you wrapped up in the physical, wrapped up in the psychological, wrapped up in the materialistic side, wrapped up in the external world, wrapped up in the carnal, wrapped up in the flesh, wrapped up in the soulish realm. Wrapped up, wrapped up, wrapped up. That's what he wants. Sure. He doesn't want us to focus on the, on the place and the space in which we really live. And that's the realm of the kingdom. We are kingdom people. We are people of the kingdom. We have a king. We're in the kingdom. There are certain principles and rules and regulations that govern the realm of the spirit. Unlike in the realm of the natural. We got to get to know what those principles are. We need to seek them out. And I, I love that. I love this. We've all quoted it. Seek and you shall find. Right. Right. right? So if we're seeking the kingdom, we're going to find it. Right. Knock and the door will be open to you. Right. And it will. That that revelation knowledge, that 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 internal explosion of revelation knowledge regarding the kingdom from which we live, right, from that place and out of that space, we come from a kingdom that operates not from the external, but from the internal. And the more we find out from whence we came, from whence we are, and how to effectively, productively demonstrate the power of the kingdom of God in Spring, Texas, when we learn how to demonstrate the power of God in our churches, when we learn how to demonstrate the power of God in our marriages, when we learn how to demonstrate the power of God in our economy, then the whole thing will change. Because nothing in the external world, watch this now, nothing, nothing can, let me go this way, nothing in the external world can circumvent the power of the internal world called the kingdom. But everything in the external world as a believer will oppose you, will impede your progress, will cut you off, will hinder you, will block you, will keep you blind if you're not operating from that space and that place called the kingdom of God, if that makes sense. Does that make sense to everybody? So we seek and we do what? And we what? We find, we knock, and supernaturally the door will be open to us, and we ask, 
and we what? We shall receive. For everyone that seeketh, he shall find. And everyone that knocks, the door will be open. Everyone that knocks, the door will be open. Everyone that asks will receive. So my question to, to us tonight as the men, our families are depending upon us to become that man. Everybody say that man. That in the kingdom, right? They are looking at our example. They are looking at how we are relating and responding to life. They are looking how and what we do concerning things in the external realm. They are listening at us. They are developing their belief system around what we say because we are the priest, the prophet, the protector, the coverer in our home. We are the men of God and they're looking for us to go deep and not cheap, not external, but internal so that they can know how to follow us as the priest, the prophet, the power of God moving through us. Does that make sense, gentlemen? Does that make sense, right? So we have an obligation. We have an obligation to do everything we can to seek the kingdom first in the divine right use of that divine law. So seek first. Say it with me, the kingdom of God, right, and his what? Righteousness or the right use of a divine law or principle. And all these things, watch now, watch this now. All these things, that's a big word. What's the big word, Bishop? A-double-L. All. All these things. What things are you having to address in your personal life right now? All these things. What issues are you facing in your, all these things? What, what things are trying to bind you and to uh, 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 cause you to break your, all these things, all these things, the revelation of how to deal with life, all these things, all the things that's necessary, all the things that you need to know, all the revelation that God has for you in your spirit, man, all these things will be what? Added unto you, not subtracted, but added, not detracted, but added. So we're in, God's in the business of multiplying. He's not in the business of subtracting. He's in the business of multiplicity, right. multiplying, right? Not in, not in, not in addition, but multiplying. Right. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things. What things? The revelation of the inner workings of the kingdom of God will move and manifest through the sons of God. Now, watch this. Now, the whole earth is groaning. The whole earth is groaning for the sons of God to be made manifested. We're not manifesting yet. Our churches are not manifesting yet. We're not manifesting on the level that we should be manifesting in. Someone said, I thought Jesus was coming back 100 years ago. Well, it, it, it really, he can't come back right now because the church is not in the place that the church needs to be. The church is not manifesting. We're just holding on and wanting him to come back because we're wanting to get out of this mess. But the reality is the church has not matured enough yet into the image of Christ, into the image of God. They have not matured enough, right? They're not in a place 
where God is able to use them the way that he's designed the church to be used because they're not seeking first the kingdom and they're dealing with more external things than internal things. Now, real quick, let's go. I'm going to need your help tonight. I need your help. I want you to look at this. Matthew chapter 6 and 6. I want you to turn there, brother. Uh, brother Butler, give me Matthew 6 and 23. 6 and 23. Oseus, give me Romans chapter 8, 6 through 10. Uh, brother, if you don't mind, you got your word there. Give me, give me Matthew 19 and 2. Matthew 19 and 2. All right, uh, my brother, all right, would you give me Matthew 7, 24? We're going to read these real quick. Uh, uh, brother uh, Jimmy, if you give me Acts chapter 1 and 8. Uh, brother O'Rell, if you give me uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 19. Uh, brother John, give me Proverbs 3, verses 5. And then um, I'll take this real quick. Uh, my brother. If you don't mind, would you give me 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17? Uh, please, sir, if you don't mind. Uh, my, my brother right here, would you please give me um, John 10 and 10, if you don't mind? And we're going to wrap this thing up real quick. And then if you would please, Kyle, if you would give me uh, Hebrews chapter 12 and 1. All right, just hold right there, all right? So uh, if you would start right there with you, just real quick. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Interesting, right? Everything is done internally. Right. It's done in that place, in the realm of the spirit, right, where the spirit becomes the dominant force in you, more dominant than your soul, more dominant than the external realm in which we live. And when we're in that place of contemplating, when we're in that place of intimacy between our spirit man and the soul and they are in agreement together, then what's done internally, God says, I see that and I will then reward you then how? openly so before you start looking to get things fixed in the external world just know that you need to start approaching it from an internal perspective it's got to be done in that realm of the secret right, place right. in that place of a lot of times people think well you know a, a, a bishop i'm praying about it but you're praying about it with an external mindset you're not praying from a, 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 a interwoven, an inner, a inner place where your spirit man and your soul is working things together where you can begin to see the power of God manifested in your own physical place. Now, here's what we are. We are triune. Everybody say triune. All right. We know that we have a spirit, right? We know that we have a soul and we live in a three-dimensional body. That's what we are. So we know that we are spirit. We are soul and we are, we are a body, right? right. The three-dimensional world. Now, everything that we have to do with in this life, it has to come through those other components called the spirit and the soul. We right. know that, right? So here's what we've got to do. The scripture says 
that God will see in secret and reward you openly. So that means that you're manifesting whatever you're creating from the inside out of you, not the outside in you. Inside out, not outside in. Inside out, not outside. So what does the enemy always want us to do? He always wants us to pay more attention to where? The external world. Where, that, that's not the realm by which the space from which we come. That's not the, 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 the space and the place by which we create. We create as the kingdom of God. We create from within. We go within, we seek for the secrets of the kingdom and we know how to conform and configure the right things internally and God rewards us supernaturally in the external world. Does that make sense to anybody? So we've got to get really quiet. If I say quiet. We've got to get quiet. We have to be still and know that I am God. Be still. And know that I am God. The word know, the knowledge, the, the intimate knowledge of God, God working in you, through you. Be still. Quiet your intellect. Quiet your mind. Quiet your soul. Be still and know that I am God. Where is God? God in you. God in me. Know ye not. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the living God. We don't really believe that, ladies and gentlemen. We don't really believe it yet. We're going to start believing it, though. Do you know why? Because the revelation of God in that secret place, right, where we do the work internally on the internal realm of our coming from that kingdom realm, that space and that place. Where is it at? The kingdom of God is where? In you. It's not out here. It's, we don't, the kingdom of God is not by observation. The kingdom of God is what? Love, peace, and what? Joy, Joy and, and what? In the Holy Ghost. But where is the kingdom of God? It's inside of us. We need to be coming from that space and from that place inside of us. Not from the external realm. Not approaching things in the physical realm. Not responding with intellect or, or mental intellect in the physical realm. But everything has to come out of the realm in which Jesus operated his life and ministry from. The kingdom of everything I do, I do it because I saw my father do it. Everything that I say, I say because I heard my father say it. The works that I do, it's not me that's doing the works, Jesus said, but the father within me doeth the work. So when's the last time we said that statement to someone? It's not me doing the work, but it's the father in which I am in communion with, which I become one with, right. with I am, we have become one. I am in the Father, the Father is in me, and I am in you. You and the Father should be one. We should be one in, in the same understanding, in the same movement of the Spirit. We don't talk like the world. 
We don't talk like the news media. We don't talk like the economists. We don't talk like people out of Washington because we are people from a different place and a different space. We're in the world, but we're not Come on, guys, of the world. We're in the world, but not of the world. We don't think the way they think. We don't talk like they talk. We don't, they don't have the power that we have because they are not coming from the place of the kingdom. They're coming from a place from the external realm, which is controlled by the prince and the power of the air, demonically influenced. We come from a place by which nothing can control what's on the inside of us. It's the power of God. Does that make sense to anybody? Next, read, Mike. No, no, sir. No, sir. All right, let, 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 let me give it to you again. Maybe I gave you the wrong one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right, Matthew 6, 33. Yes, sir. That's okay. Do you, do you, do, okay, so we're seeking the kingdom. John, where's the kingdom? The kingdom of God is in me. Well, I, okay, let, let's just talk plainly to each other as men. Where is the kingdom again? It's inside of us, right? I, maybe I, if I'm wrong, correct me. I stand corrected. Did not the apostle Paul say this? Do you not know that your spirit body is the same spirit body in which the presence of God dwells in. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the living God? Did he not say that? Yes, right? Now, now we just finished talking about the galaxies and, and the, and the, and the 6,000 year or whatever, or the, the 16 billion years or the 5 million years and all the science and everything that's out there. Do you not know that the same God that created the galaxies, the hemisphere, the stratosphere, the ionosphere, all of that, that same spirit lives inside of your soul and your, body, and your spirit body. Do you not know that? And see, the revelation is the word K-N-O. Do you not know? And see, it's not a superficial knowing, not just some fancy quote that we do as, as Christian people. Do you not know that your body is the temple of God? Next, Oseus. For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those, and those who are in the flesh do not please God. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Uh, you, heard, you hear what he said? To be carnally minded, watch this word, is death. Yeah. It cuts you off from the kingdom. When we pay attention to the external self, uh, right? When, we're, when we're, 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 we're trying to figure this out, from, from the, the, the mental realm only, from the, 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 the external realm, we are operating in the realm of carnality. We are to depend on 
the realm of the spirit to give us everything we need because everything in the spirit pertains to life. Everything in the realm of the carnal pertains to death. So when we're operating out here in the realm of the physical, trying to figure it all out, trying to respond to everything we see, we feel, we hear, we're operating in the spirit of death. We're not, we're cut off from the kingdom operating through us because we're trying to fix something with our own intellect. Hold it, Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Hold Trust in the, with all, that's a big word, all. That means no flesh. That means it's time for the men of God to grow up and leave the realm of the flesh and the carnal and move into that place and the space from which we are really in, which is not Spring, Texas. I know physically I live on Pepperidge, but the real space and place that I'm from is in the kingdom. That's really where I am tonight, right now. I'm speaking from a kingdom place. That's where I am. Does that make sense? And so are you. But we've got to understand the flesh, the carnal realm is enmity against the law of God. It cannot be subject to the law of God. And your enemy operates in the realm of the carnal. Everything he does is in the realm of the physical. Everything he depends on is you and I depending on our five sensory perceptions, what we feel, what we see, what we hear, what we taste, what we smell. All of these things, the enemy has access to that. But when we're operating in our sixth sense, when we're operating from a place in a space called the kingdom of God, we become untouchable because that's where the Holy Ghost is, if that makes any sense to anybody. Read next, please. Thank you, Hoseas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, one more time. What did I give you earlier? Uh, Matthew 19 and 2. Uh, look at that again now. All right, and um, one second, guys. This is too important not to do that. One second. That's probably a misprint. Hold on. It's, imp it's important. All right, here it is, okay. All right. And guess what? Are you guys still with me? Yes, sir. All right. All right, Luke 8 and 50. I'm sorry. Luke 8 and 50.
Okay. Now, guys, this is really, really, really where the Lord's been dealing with my heart. Pastor, this has been, I mean, for the last two weeks, up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Introspection, right? We heard the word before, right? Going within and looking within. It's, 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 it's like we, we, you know, it's like we do a forensic analysis, <laughs> right? You know the word, right? We, we look at every single thing that's moving. And here's what Jesus said. How many believe that God's word is above his name? Yeah. Right, right. So, so God has principles in scripture that can only be understood by way of revelation, first from Logos and then by way of Rhema, and, right? And, and then faith, we know, comes by hearing and then hearing by a word. But then Jairus was said, don't, don't be afraid, but only just believe. Right. Now, I want you to think about this. Since we were children, who had most access to our mind and the programming of our mind? Who had most of that? Well, it was our parental programming. It was our educational programming, right? It was our, watch this, religious programming. It was, right, that's true, right? It, it, was, it was our social programming, our economic programming, all of the things that we are today are a result of somebody else, right? Primarily in the early years of our life, somebody else besides the Holy Ghost programming us. Right, right. We were not pro, I, I'm just being honest. So a lot of things we grew up believing that were incorrect as it relates to the kingdom of God. Oh, yes, sir, whether you say amen or not. It was wrong. Our parents didn't mean that. They didn't know. They were, they were taught things and programmed things by their parents. They did. That's, gener that's the generation or generational things that I'm talking about that are passed down from one generation to the next generation. How many of us were educated to believe a certain way about the Bible from a pastor or a church? or a religious organization. We didn't know any of that stuff until we did what? Until we got around it. And here's what Jesus is saying. He said, listen, not only be careful what you hear, but be careful how you hear it. Because a lot of things we've heard, they do not identify or synchronize with the kingdom from which we have been born into. They conflict. So no wonder the church is ineffective because they cannot be effective because their belief. Here's what Jesus said. Only believe, McLeod. Only believe. All things are possible to him that believe. It doesn't matter whether you're believing right or wrong, whether you're believing right information or misinformation. It's going to manifest. It's going to have its own characteristics. Yeah. So don't get confused because you hear the word, I'm a believer. 
does that necessarily believe or mean that you're believing according to the kingdom? It doesn't mean that at all. So here's what the Lord's been dealing with me. He said, I want you to look at everything you've been taught and then ask me whether or not it, it's in alignment with the kingdom. Ooh. I'm up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. The Holy Ghost is talking to me about this. He said, because a part of your issue has been you have adopted beliefs and things that I never told you were true. See, if we don't believe the truth, we'll never be set free. You shall know the what? The truth and the truth. Hold, hold it, hold it. You shall believe the truth. And the truth that you believe and know will make you free. So if you're not free, if you're not operating at maximum potential, it's because the beliefs that you have are not serving you. Oh, but Bishop told me that. I don't care who told you that. I don't care what priest told you that. I don't care what apostle told you that. If Jesus didn't say it, you better measure everything that he said or she said based on what Jesus is teaching. Because Jesus was a kingdom teacher. And he had results, did he not? Somebody said to me the other day, they said, you know what, Bishop? I want you to think about this. This is so awesome. Jesus never, this is not the right grammar, but just let me say it this way because we're, 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 we're taping this. Jesus never had a sick day. That's better. No vacation. Yeah. Watch it now. Jesus never in his, Jesus was 33 and a half. He never had a sick day in his life. What did he know that we don't know? He knew kingdom. He never allowed the Sanhedrin. He never allowed his understanding of the Torah or the Pentateuch or anything he learned talking to the, 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 the elders in the church to penetrate his thinking about Elohim or, or the Father within him. He had his own understanding of the kingdom and the Father within him. Therefore, he was never pulled into sickness or disease because he didn't believe in it. All my life, I've been taught this. Well, Bishop, you know, we live in a fallen world. We, 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 we're all subject to the same thing. The just reigns over the, 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 the just and the unjust. And what, what they get, we get. They get sick, we got to get sick. We get, they get broke, we got to be broke. They get this. And I bought into that lie. And Jesus had already said, only believe. And the thing that you believe, oh, hold it. Job, the thing that I feared the most came upon me. Oh, how about this, Job? The thing that you believed in the most came upon you. Do you realize that you could be believing something that's kept you away from your destiny in God? Do you understand that you could be robbed of the awesomeness and the greatness of God because you have believed for the last for 50 years something that wasn't true about the kingdom that the kingdom doesn't think that way doesn't operate that way doesn't believe that way doesn't want you to think that way believe that way wait a minute if I'm a new creature in Christ 
old things are passed away and all things, watch this word, all things have become new in my spirit, man. My soul is very argumentative. My soul is connected to the, the carnal realm that I have yeah. to, has to go through the transformation process, right? Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your, what, what do you mean renewing of your, renew your mind to the kingdom yeah. that's in you. It doesn't suffer sickness, disease, poverty, lack, confusion, separation, bigotry. None of that's in the kingdom. The reason why we have all of this in the world is because people are living in the kingdom of darkness. They're living in the world. We're in the world, help me quote it, but not of the world. It was impossible for sickness to attach itself to Jesus because the Father was occupying his soul. So now you convince me after 47 years of preaching and having to go back and unlearn to relearn again. Well, you think you know that the Holy Ghost say you really don't know yet. You're about to know. You really don't know yet. You tell me how can anything that's alien or opposes God stand in the presence of the living God? It's impossible. Watch this word, Orel. It's impossible for anything to oppose the living God. So if the living God is really in me, and he is, then the only reason why I have opened the door for adverse circumstances in my life is because of my belief system. Only believe. Check out your belief. Are you believing the way Jesus believed? Are you believing the way he believed about the kingdom? Not the way your church has taught you. Please don't misunderstand what I'm telling you. But if, if, if what you're believing is not serving you and you're in a quandary and you're thinking about what in the world is going on in my world, I'm talking about internally, then you need to go back and check out what you're believing. Because it's not serving you, right. neither is it serving the kingdom of God. Wow. Right. Next, read. Okay. <clears throat> Therefore, yes. everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his home on the rock. Okay, Jim. See, see, you know, you know, you know, and you know what we do, you know what we do, Pastor Bruce. We hear that, and to be honest with you, this is what we do to it. Ah, Jesus just said that. See, we blow it off. Jesus just spoke, gentlemen. He said, everyone that hears, that hears the sayings that I say, I will liken him unto a wise man. See, you, I hope you understood that, right? Not the sayings of man, but my sayings, because his sayings are going to connect you with the Father within. Going to connect you with the kingdom of God within. See, have you ever thought to yourself, I'm a pretty bright guy. 
I mean, I'm a pretty bright guy. I know how to build business. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. I know how to do that. I gotta, I just know how to do a whole lot of stuff. But then all of a sudden, it's not working out the way you know that it should. You know why? Because you're thinking from a humanistic external perspective and trying to uh, assimilate and then produce something in your own intellect. When you need to go into that space and place called the kingdom and let God think his thoughts through you and then create from that space in place. Then what you create will serve the kingdom. It will give you the resources to support every kingdom work that's necessary. Instead of the enemy owning Green's Point, two or three billionaires or God's Point takes some of their money and goes in there and they close everything out there and they drive out the devil using God's resources, right? And they put in their kingdom, I'm not going to even use the word Christian business. Please don't feel bad because I'm speaking this way. Because everything that says I'm a Christian is not necessarily in the kingdom. They're not operating that way, right? They're operating just like the world operates. The kingdom takes over. The kingdom is not passive. What does it say? The kingdom of heaven does what? Suffers violence. And the what? And the violent do what? By force. But no. But in church, we're passive. We're unaggressive. You know why? Because we don't understand that God is our source. Not the bank. Not the lending institution. Not people on Sunday morning or Sunday night. Not people. Not people. But God, you are my source. Kingdom, you are my source. And out of the abundance of my heart, I speak. And the power of God and the angels of God come in and they begin to do what? Minister for those who are speaking from the kingdom, not from the physical realm. No wonder the angels don't move because you're doing it in the natural. They only move when you're operating from that space and place called the kingdom of God. Next. Jim, Jim, brother Jim. Now you shall receive power. Everybody say power. power. Everybody say after, after. the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come now who who is in the earth doing the work of God today? I only heard one person. Okay, who in the earth is doing the work of God in the body of Christ today? Who is he? The Holy Ghost. He is the spirit Lord of the universe. He is God manifested in the Holy Ghost moving about. Do you really know if the Holy Ghost was not here in this planet Earth right now? Can you only imagine what it would be? Do you know why the Holy Ghost is still operating in this earth? Because they're kingdom people in the earth. 
if we weren't here, he wouldn't be here. See, the Holy Ghost was sent. Jesus said, I go, but I send to you, what? The Holy Ghost. And when you receive him, you shall receive power from where? On high. The Holy Ghost is in you and I, in the presence of the Father. Now, watch this. If the Holy Ghost is in us and we have the power of God, then why aren't we, as the sons of God, doing more in the earth? Because we're not connecting the kingdom and the Holy Ghost and the purpose of God in the same understanding. The Holy Ghost was sent for us to fulfill a kingdom purpose. Jesus did his part. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Ghost is here doing his part, right, in the earth, through us and in us. But we are not activating and utilizing this awareness. God, everybody say God, inside-minded. God inside-minded. Every morning when you're shaving, God inside-minded. Holy Ghost inside-minded. Next. Now, now is that, can you, can you do more than that? Know ye not again that your body is a temple of God and you are not your own. Right? I don't even think about any, I heard Pastor Bruce say one Sunday, it's not about where, it's not about where you're from, it's about where you're going. Right? So it's not the fact that some of us are from Philadelphia and others are from Louisiana or some of us were born in Mexico and others are born in Cuba or some are born in Venezuela or some are born in Colombia. Some are born in, in, in Mozambique and in, 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 in Ethiopia. Some are born in all over the world, right? But that's not your origin. That's not your origin. That's not your origin. Before you were conceived in your mother's womb, the Spirit of God said, I knew you. Right? That's your origin. That's where Paul the Apostle said, I am a what passing through? A what? I'm a soul passing through. This is, not my, this is not my home. I didn't come from here. My mother and father got together, gave me a physical body, but guess what? I came from another planet. This is not the real me, which you're, this, this chocolate skin. It's not me. The real me is looking out of these windows at you tonight. And the real me is in the kingdom. I'm talking from the kingdom. I'm connecting you with the kingdom. I'm asking you to go within and seek the kingdom. That's the revelation of God. John, thank you for that. Yes. Trust him. Everything you need, say it one more time, God is my source. See, we've got, we've got, about 20 million, 25 million dollars right now that Pastor Bruce, watch his word, he, he is sequestering. He is ordering. And the angels are there to bring 25 million dollars from unexpected sources. Do you know why? 
Because a man of God said, God, you are my source. You are the kingdom of God operating from me and in me. You are my son. There is no scarcity in the kingdom of God. There's no limitation in the kingdom of God. Whatever I need for your purpose is in me now. It's in me now. The 25 million is in me now. And I call it forth. 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 It's in me. It's not coming to me. It's already in me. I'm in the kingdom. The kingdom is vast. Opulence. 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 No disease. <laughs> no confusion. No conflict, no marital problems, no, no kid problems. Yeah. The enemy doesn't want you to know this message, gentlemen. He will fight you intellectually and mentally and psychologically because he does not want you to go within yourself and look at everything you have believed that's not in alignment with the truth of who God is. And the first place I want you to start is this. If God is in me, and he is, then how did all these crazy things start to happen? Wait a minute now. I wanna, I, I'm not saying that we don't have adversarial attacks at the end. I'm not saying that. But some things we've believed in. Some things we believed in. We've attracted those, like Job said, the thing that I believed in has come upon me. As a man thinks in his heart or believes with his heart, so does he become exactly what he believes. Out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth whatever he believes. Jesus said, John, only believe. But then let me premise that. Make sure that you're believing the truth and not a lie. Because a lie won't fly. <laughs> Don't go cheap. Go deep. Next. I'm almost done, guys. I got these three and I'm done. Man of God, it's you. Oh, he did not? Okay, you're next, sir. I'm sorry. Forgive me. No worries. Did I give you 1 Corinthians 6 and 19? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're all right, brother. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 and 20. That's it. Just those two. You're all right, brother. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
While you're looking for that, Brother Reed, George, and then I'll come right back to him. John 10.10. 10. Yes. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. How we quoted that, Aurel? How we quoted it? I am come that you might have life and watch this now and have it more abundantly. But let's, let's quote it like this. I am come that you might have my life That's good. and my life more abundantly. Yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. I am come. I am. I am come that you might have my life and have my life more abundantly. Yeah. However, Jesus is talking. However, there is an adversarial force out there called a thief. His objective is to kill, to steal, and eventually destroy. That's what he does. Right. He wants to steal from you. What? The life that I've come to give you, right? He wants to ultimately destroy the, the, the relationship the life that I've come to offer you. His job is to kill, help me now, steal and destroy. But I am come that you might have my life. Everybody say my life. My life. And my life more abundantly. Right. Zoe, if I say Zoe, Zoe, the God kind of life of the God class. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Of the God class. Now you said earlier in Genesis 1:26 that man, that we have a what? A spirit. We are possess a soul and we live in a three-dimensional body. Right. We also said that man is triune, like God in the sense that Father, Son, Holy Ghost, man is spirit, soul, and body. Did we not say that? Pastor said earlier that in that very verse, the word soul is referring to a spirit or a speaking spirit, right? A speaking spirit. Now, a one that can contemplate. So the soul is the what? The mind. What else? The will. What else? And the emotions, right? And that's the part of us that struggles with everything. Everybody say everything that we possess in God, in Christ, and our new creation. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? The soul conflicts with. That's why we have to renew our mind. So we have to continually wash our mind so that we can come into agreement with what's already inside of us. See, inside of my spirit is the kingdom. Everything that I could imagine that is necessary for the kingdom of God and his purpose is inside of my spirit. My soul is fighting me. And here's where the soul fights the greatest. Oh, my goodness. Here's what he said. Jesus said, what are you believing? Because anything that you believe with your soul is what your soul is going to give birth to. So if you're believing something that's untrue, anything that's untrue, according to the scripture, you shall know truth and the truth shall what? Make you free. So if you're believing something that's untrue, 
then what is that? If it's not setting you free, it's doing what? It's putting you in bondage. So your ability to move in the kingdom is impede. It's restricted. It, you're bind. You're bound in certain areas of your soul because you're believing something that's untrue. Go back and study everything Jesus said and learn that the word belief is a very impersonal principle. It works for everybody. It's an impersonal principle. And whether you think you are not, you might think, well, I can believe this and get this. See, that's a deception. You're deceiving yourself, Orel. You're deceiving yourself if you think you can believe one thing and get something. It doesn't work that way. If you believe something that is not in alignment with the kingdom, you're going to get that. God loves you. You'll go to heaven. You might go a little bit sooner than later. No, I'm serious. The apostle said that. He said, because they did not discern the Lord's body, the revelation of God. Many were asleep. Many died prematurely. Many were sick. Many were weak. And many died prematurely because they did not discern the Lord's body, or the kingdom operating in them and through them. They were believing something that was not in alignment with truth. And it brought a premature death to their bodies and a premature death to their ministry and a premature death to their marriage and a premature death to their finances and a premature death. That's what happens when you're operating in the carnal realm. It brings premature death. We are in the spirit, gentlemen, not in carnality. Praise God tonight for the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Yes, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Lance. Uh, it was, um, yes, sir. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 6, 9, and 20. You're right, brother. Thank you, brother. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jew, I became of a Jew, that I might win Jews to those under the law as under the law that I might win those who are under the law. Okay. Here you go, brother. That's okay. Here, right here. 6 and 19, right here, brother. Read that for Bishop right there. 6 and 19, right here, baby. That's okay. 6 and 19, read that right there. You, you did good. You did fantastic. 6 and 19, you did good. Don't worry about it. You did good. What does it say? 6 and 19. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye were bought with a price, you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Yeah. The only way we can glorify God in our body 
It's by living in the kingdom. Living from that place and from that space. Because anything that we're doing here in the physical, right, we're cutting ourselves short. We're limiting God in the, in the sense that God can't move through us the way he wants to move through us. Because we're moving after the flesh, after the, the carnal, the soulish realm, not after the spirit. So in order for us to really please God, and Pastor mentioned about wor worship is not just this. This is not just worship. This is not just worship, music and singing and dancing. That's not just worship. Worship is when you are in perfect alignment in your spirit, man, with your soul, and you and God become one. That's why God said about Jesus, this is my beloved son, who, who I am well pleased, because Jesus was in perfect alignment with the kingdom purpose in his soul. That's why. That's, that's the ultimate worship. That's ultimate worship. When you're in a when he can say about you, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. Does that make sense to everybody? I, uh, Pastor, if I sound a little bit rough, I, I, I apologize. But I'm telling you, if the Holy Ghost, I pray the Holy Ghost wakes up every one of these men just like he's been doing me for the last two weeks. At 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and here's what the Holy Ghost, he said, I want you to look at everything you've been taught. I want you to look at everything you've been believing about me, about the word, about the kingdom, about sickness, about demons, about health, about but everything that concerns you in this realm. I want you to make sure that you are believing the truth so that you don't open the door to the enemy to come in and cause you difficulty because you're believing. And watch it. And I can't stop him because you're violating the principle of the law of belief. Think about that. He told me, I can't stop him if you are violating the law of belief. Orel, did you hear that? He can't help us. He wants to, but he can't if we're by, because he said, my word is above my name. Yes, and if I circumvent the principle that you're operating in, and listen, tonight when we go home, we are now, unfortunately or fortunately, we've been exposed to this information. Now you have a responsibility to do something with it or not. It's up to you. If you're not going to do self-introspection and check out your beliefs to make sure that you're in alignment with the kingdom in you, then that's completely up to you. But now you know the truth, and the truth that you know will make you free. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you, sir. Amen. Huh? Oh, guess what, Pastor? I'm sorry. Kyle didn't read his. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Hebrews 12.1, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run the race, no, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And, and, and Pastor Lady T said Sunday, we never think about it, Orel, this way. You know what the greatest sin is? We all have our idea what the greatest sin is, right? Watch this word. It's an evil heart of unbelief. So if you're believing wrong, you're in sin. Whoa, 
Hold it, Bishop. Hold it. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't run around. I don't do any of that. An evil heart. If you're believing wrong, you're in sin. Check out everything you believe. Make sure it's in alignment with the kingdom. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You know that the, you, your body has a thing called an immune system. What's the purpose of the immune system? To, to make you immune? To give you immunity? No, it's to protect you. When your immune system's operating properly, sickness and disease don't come into you. When your immune system is compromised, hear the word compromised, is compromised, then sickness or disease, airborne, biological, whatever, can enter in and it affects you. Uh, you have uh, systems that fight just in case the immune system uh, falters, your white blood cells that are designed to be heroic warriors that run to the battle and then die. Okay, so your, your body and a lot of things that in, in God, in His Word teaches, He gives us visuals. Now, we don't live in an agrarian society. We are not farmers. We're, we, but in almost everything God taught us was through that perception of agriculture, seed, time, and harvest, those type of things. Well, our immune system is, is on because the outside is relentless. It doesn't take a day off. It, it, it's an, another impersonal thing that the atmosphere carries things that are designed to kill you. That's the very right. oxygen that keeps you alive today, the day you die, will dissolve you. Okay? So think of the principle of what Bishop taught, that in us is health. Right. And yet everything that's coming against us wants to rob us of that health. That's right. In us is the kingdom and everything external is trying to rob us of the kingdom and its power. So physically or spiritually, we are, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. What does he want? He primarily wants to take away from you your, the, the true knowledge of God that you're unstoppable if you operate in kingdom principle. So our eye gate deceives us. Our ear gate deceives us. Our senses deceive us. Now they are real from what they, they do. We are, we have, I, I, I like, you know, we have five senses and all five are in the neck up. Sometimes we need to check up from the neck up, you know, because now we have our body feeling, but it also is in, 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 in our head. Um, and so the word if our immune system is weak, the word is contrary to the knowledge of the facts of what's coming against us yes. or coming into us. Yes. When our immune system is strong, the word is strong, then it can rebuff and beat back the logical assault. The truth is always a fact, but facts are not always the truth. That's right. See? And the enemy is cunning. His deception is schemes. He knows if he just comes out and tries to take your belief, you can fight him. So he has plans, methods, things that he does to get us to open up a portal or a wedge opening. He's constantly probing your castle to see if there's a, a down drawbridge or a, or a broken window so we can get in. And, and one thing only to rob you of your God-given belief system in the kingdom operating through you. Once he can take that, how does he take it? Through unbelief. 
through willful disobedience, through jealousy, through envy, through anger, through pride. All he uses all these mechanisms to get us to focus on fleshly things, arguments with our wife, with our children, with our boss, going into uh, getting all stirred up because of what the talking's heads say on television. That's right. And when we do that, they may be telling the truth that causes us to be angry at somebody else mm. or this philosophy. And those things shall pass away. And we lose the eternal knowledge of what God has said that in us is the power to literally through belief to change our circumstances, to make the impossible possible, to call in the resources for the kingdom to go forward, to live. Uh, I had a, a deacon one time says, you know, I'm getting tired asking for, for prayer for health, for healing. And I didn't know where he was going. I said, well, you know, you don't want to stop. If you're sick, keep praying. You know, he said, no, I want to believe for divine health that I never get sick. What a novel concept that God has given us the ability through kingdom to enforce an immune system in our natural man that never, ever, ever gets sick. Why? Because as Bishop said, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And Jesus said that I only say and I only do what I see my father say and my father do. And because he had absolute trust and dependence upon his father, his earthly body never had to deal with sickness or disease. And so you and I, we have that same connection. Why aren't we operating in it? Because we've let our eye get, in, get, get infected. We've let our ear gate get infected. We have wanted the things of the world. We have, we have, have allowed uh, uh, an imagination. Why isn't it, I can't find my wife. What is she doing? Um, I, I don't understand. I, I went into my, my, my son's room and I found something that shouldn't have been there. We're constantly looking for things in the natural, either to have, take authority over or become a victim of so we don't have to be responsible. And God says, what kind of kingdom life is that? Wow. Do you know that the, the 15 of us in this room right now, that if we took and we bought into and we let the concept galvanize in us what Bishop taught tonight, we could take the world. That's true. We could take the world because we would be immune from every assault. We would have an immune system that is a kingdom system that God has given us that defends that kingdom system. <clears throat> and if we just believe the kingdom system, ask, seek, knock, then we will have every resource, not in miserly portion, but in kingdom abundance. Zoe, the kingdom that I, I've come to give you life, life more abundantly. Jesus said the life, abundant life is the Zoe life, the God class of life. Yes, yes. The God class of life, there is no lack. How, how many cows and how many hills, uh, Bishop? <laughs> a thousand cows on a single hill, right? <laughs> he was going good. He was going good. It is something you'll, that you'll be remembered for that. <laughs> <laughs> by me. <laughs> but as we're sitting here tonight, I, I, I hope you understand that, that the bishop drove by us today and left us something that if we'll grab a hold of it, it will alter forever everything if we recognize the power 
of God that created the universe, the dynamic, the nuclear fission ability of God to form stars in the, in, in the Ethernet, in the ether, is in us. We're just waiting for us to access it. How do I know that? The book of Isaiah in the 44th chapter. Declare to me the works of my hands. Speak them forth that I might perform them. Who is this God that has no ego that lets a created being have control over his hands? Simply by speaking. Declare unto me the works of my hands. Speak them forth that I might perform them. And if we could get to that place where God, if he allows us to do it, now there's contention. I mean, there's, there's, there's borders to that. Right. Lord, I declare, uh, like Bob, I'm the handsomest man on the planet. You know, and I have to beat the women off with the stick. I doubt that God's going to make that particular thing happen. Why? Because he's not interested in manifesting the carnal in your life. He's interested in manifesting the kingdom in your life. But if you go and say, God, I have a plan and I have a design, Father God, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to visit the prisoner, to make sure that the, the widow is cared for, to take care of the, uh, the, the unwed mother, to take care of the senior citizen, to teach them. And then God, those are kingdom principles that require carnal things to come in, which is money. That's right. Okay, money is supernatural, but it is always carnal because it's in the natural, right? You know, and so he, he'll give us the ability to speak those for, things forth when there's something that aligns. Here it is. Everything that you ask from God, seek, ask, and knock, it must align with kingdom principle right, or God has no right nor business nor no, desire to fulfill it. Right. He'll not. Why? Because his name is, a, is a, elevated his word above his name. If his word does not come to pass, he's telling us his name doesn't mean anything. And he guards his name jealously. So when we ask, seek, or knock, we have the full access to the power that created the universe. But we, the reason we have that, because we ask amiss. We're asking for things that we may spiritualize by seeking, speaking them all in King James. Lord, if thou with greatest good as God, if I declare thou thinking that we're going to move God into doing something, but he will never violate his principles, his established design for the kingdom. But the moment we line up with him, so it's not about him being misaligned. We are misaligned. And so if it requires getting us up at three o'clock in the morning for two weeks to realign, God will do it. Why? Because he knows you and I only have a short amount of time on this planet. So many days to fulfill our purpose. And if all we're doing is arguing, backbiting and murmuring and complaining about why it hasn't worked for me, God is saying, child, Every day is one day less you're on the planet to accomplish the things I designed you for. Stop thinking in terms of what is fair. Stop thinking in terms of what is, is, are your benefits or your rights. Think in terms of what I put within you. Align yourself through the washing of the water of the word so that what your thoughts are are my thoughts. Your requests are the requests I make of the Father. Because he said, if, if you'll do that, then the Father and I will be one with you. And then, what does he say? And nothing will be impossible to you. Well, there's a lot of impossible. God says, not kingdom. Right. So if it's not possible, it's not kingdom. Things didn't work out? 
Go back and check. You were asking for something that either tried to circumvent the, the kingdom or put the kingdom at risk right. in order for, for personal benefit right. or to establish yourself. Look at me. I must be doing it right. Look how God has blessed me. Right. See? But when a man can get pure in his heart, and that's the battle. You know, you, you, I don't wanna, I'm not trying to step on anything. He said a perfect word tonight. But all I can go back is that immune system. When your immune system, the word of God, is weak, the world gets into you, that's right. infects you, and, and gives you double vision and, and, term, and terminates your life because you didn't, you didn't understand what God was saying. But when the immune system is strong, it repels what comes into the eye gate, the ear gate, through the imagination. And you become a kingdom man that only lives to bring glory and honor to his Father in heaven. And God says, nothing shall be impossible to you. In Jesus' name. What a great word, Bishop. Hallelujah. Bless your name.